What's happening, everybody? On today's show, is Lane Kiffin really going to Auburn? We'll get you the latest on the news there. We'll also uh, get you caught up on all the latest headlines heading into rivalry week across the SEC. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And basically, this whole first segment, we're going to spend on the latest Lane Kiffin rumors. Uh, if you missed it, there have been rumblings for the past week that Lane Kiffin is very much flirting with Auburn. There have been reports that uh, Ole Miss has put a new contract on Lane Kiffin's desk, a contract that would make him among the highest paid coaches in college football. And lock him up long-term to stay at Ole Miss. Now, the only reason Ole Miss would do this is if there was a real threat that Lane Kiffin was going to leave. And a lot of people believe that Auburn is coming hard after him. Now, understand the intricacies of how these coaching searches work. The agents do a lot of the work. Uh, a lot of folks with the university do a lot of this work. Um... The coach himself doesn't have much say or meetings or anything with this stuff in the early processes. Um, thus, we start with a tweet that came out on Monday evening from a guy by the name of John Sokoloff, who is a uh, Mississippi State reporter. And John tweeted this. Breaking news, Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin plans to step down as the Rebels coach Friday and head to Auburn to be the Tigers' next head coach, according to sources. Now, he goes on to say, sources say the Tigers have not officially offered the job to anyone yet, so Lane to Auburn is happening story soon. Again, for clarification, John is a sports director reporter for WCBI News covering Mississippi State Ole Miss and high school sports based out of Starkville, Mississippi. John went on to uh, put up an article on his website, which he linked to his Twitter account. And again, in the article, it says, sources say Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin is playing a step down Friday, become the next head coach of Auburn. Moments ago, sources in the Ole Miss athletic department denied that report. Sources close to Auburn say they have not yet offered the head coaching position to anyone at this time. As we know, Ole Miss and Mississippi State playing the annual Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night. Auburn faces Alabama in the Iron Bowl on Saturday. So, it's a report, and a lot of people were taking it and, you know, saying, okay, it sounds like this is a done deal because of the rumblings that have been going on here in recent weeks, and, you know, this would make a lot of sense if Lane Kiffin is actually going to 
you know, pl- coaching the Egg Bowl on Thursday night, and then he's going to go hop on a plane and head on over to Auburn and become Auburn's next head coach. Well, Lane Kiffin being the jokester that he is on Twitter and having the great social media presence, he saw Sokoloff's report, quote tweeted it, and said, that's news to me, John. Facepalm emoji. Nice sources. Uh, and then it looked like emojis for no, the devil, a chair, uh, dinner plate. <laughs> Maybe trying to say rat poison. I don't know what he's trying to say there, but uh, that's what Lane Kiffin tweeted. And then well, about an hour later, Lane Kiffin comes back to Twitter with a screenshot of a piece of paper he typed up with an alert that says, this just in, breaking news, John Sokoloff of WCBI News in Starkville plans to step down as lead anchor and head to WLOX to become their new lead anchor. Sources say WLOX hasn't offered the job to anyone yet, so John to LOX is happening story soon. Again, Lane is a jokester and uh, did that to troll. But uh, again... None of this means that there's nothing to this report, right? I mean, both sides are going to deny the uh, the report, and we're going to find out. We're going to find out whatever happens in the Egg Bowl on Thursday. Maybe we have to wait until the Iron Bowl is played out on Saturday. But, again, take it for what it is. I think Auburn wants Link Kiffin. I think he's on you know their short list of candidates. I think John Cohen would like to have him. But nothing is imminent, and sounds like nothing's been agreed to or signed or anything like that yet. So, time is going to tell. But Lane Kiffin, uh, a lot of people think Ole Miss's poor performance over the weekend against Arkansas. Maybe he wasn't as focused. Maybe he didn't have the team as focused because he was focused on other things. Again, time will tell, and we'll find out in the next week if Lane Kiffin truly has interest in the Auburn job. And if Auburn truly has interest in Lane Kiffin, if they want to go another direction, if they want to have a nice, long, drawn-out process of a coaching search and uh, interview candidates, all that is coming uh, in the coming days. But uh, that's the latest of where we are right now. It's a lot of trolling, and it's a lot of uh, you know unsubstantiated reports. But again, some people saying that Sokolov being a Starkville, he's close to John Cohen. Maybe he's got sources close to John Cohen, if not John Cohen himself, and putting that out there. So we shall see. But uh, Lane Kiffin to Auburn. Is it happening? Is it not? We're going to find out in the next coming days, folks. So that is the latest on where we are. And uh, excited to talk with our buddy Zach Blackerby, um, hopefully some point this week, to uh, get his thoughts on What's the Auburn fan base reaction if they are getting Lane Kiffin to come to the Plains? We'll certainly keep you up to date all all the latest there. All right, we need to uh, get you caught up with all the other stuff going on around the conference. Oh, by the way, uh, they uh, uh, Auburn's head coaching search rather you know still getting a lot of attention. And AL.com Auburn beat writer Nubias Wilborn he was on the Paul Feinbaum show to kick off the Iron Bowl week and he commented on the possibility that Auburn could name a head coach on Friday uh so again this would kind of fit the Lane Kiffin uh model um 
certainly Hugh Freeze is another name that's in the mix there uh, that Auburn could hire. And if Lane Kiffin leaves Auburn, Hugh Freeze could go back to Ole Miss. So there's a lot of possibilities there. And again, we'll uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on this and try to keep you guys up to date with everything. Thank you guys again for making Lockdown SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll go around the conference with all the news uh, that you need to know and get you caught up on everything as we head into Rivalry Week. But first, this episode is presented by our friends at the Upside app. Inflation has us all thinking about things differently, different ways to cut back, whether it's driving less, dining out less, or buying less from the grocery store. We can all agree there is nothing fun about less. That's why we started using the Upside app. Upside, an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out with Upside. We don't have to cut back because we get cash back on every purchase. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use our promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. And you claim an offer on whatever you're buying on Upside. You check in at the business. You pay as usual with your credit or debit card, and you get paid. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars a week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use our promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's 5 bucks more or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. This episode also brought to you by our friends at the Tax Act Texas Bowl, Houston's biggest college football event coming back December 28th with the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Don't miss out on your chance to be a part of the passion, the pageantry, and the fun as the college football season draws to a close with the Big 12 taking on the SEC in a primetime showdown at NRG Stadium with conference bragging rights on the line. Tickets go on sale Sunday, December 4th at TaxActTexasBowl.com, but you can visit the website today and join the priority wait list now to get your first chance to buy tickets and exclusive discounts. TaxActTexasBowl.com, tailgating, live music, great food and drinks, and the spirit and energy that makes college football so much fun will be on full display December 28th in prime time at NRG Stadium. Look, we don't know who's playing yet, but we kind of have an idea of whether it's Arkansas, whether Mississippi State, uh, you know, throwing out some possibilities there. Mizzou, we don't know, but we'll know very soon. But go get on that priority wait list just in case it's your school going to the Texas Bowl. It's taxacttexasbowl.com for all the details. Sign up for the priority wait list, taxacttexasbowl.com. along here locked on sec and trying to get you guys caught up with all the stuff heading into week 12 of the sec rivalry week where basically it's kind of depressing the whole season's coming to an end but uh this will be the fun time where we get all the uh you know the regular season comes to an end but we get ready for bowl season and we got recruiting going on we got the transfer portal we got coaches leaving for new jobs all that kind of stuff so we got tons of stuff to jump into. So let's go back into it as we uh, continue going around the conference. So we'll start over at Georgia as head coach Kirby Smart. It's been hopeful to get wide receiver A.D. Mitchell back since he came down with an injury during the game against Samford earlier this year. Uh, Smart describes Mitchell as similar to the way he was in previous weeks. Uh, said uh, he was able to reach some speeds, do some running, but he wasn't able to practice with the team. That's the goal each week, to get him out there 11-on-11 11 11 and do some reps. Saw limited action in the win over Auburn back on October 8th, but has not dressed out or played in a game since. So we'll see on A.D. Mitchell. Meanwhile, Kirby 
considers this Georgia Tech game an important rivalry for the Bulldogs. Of course, clean, old-fashioned hate. At his Monday press conference, Smart said, uh, it's what this program's biggest rivalry was many, many years ago when they were in the SEC. Our kids don't know that history. They don't know the history of this rivalry. It was a really big rivalry over Paul Johnson's years because of the triple option and playing something different, the physicality of the game. I think educating our players on this rivalry so that they understand it. Smart was also asked if the rivalry has shifted since he's been the head coach. He said, no, it's still a big rivalry. It may have shifted from the dynamic of what their offense used to be because it went from one extreme to the other in terms of style. But, uh, again, Georgia's going to be a heavy favorite over Georgia Tech this weekend. But Kirby says, hey, it's still a rivalry game. Meanwhile, over at Alabama, Nick Saban announced Monday that cornerback Kyrie Jackson has been suspended did not do, give the reason why Jackson did not travel to Ole Miss, was not seen at the Austin P game after he appeared in the first nine games of the season. He was a transfer from East Mississippi Community College, had seven tackles this season, uh, two pass breakups throughout his college career with Alabama. The Crimson Tide set to play their final game in the Iron Bowl, 2.30 Central on CBS on Saturday. Meanwhile, Bryce Young and Will Anderson could be playing their final game in Alabama uniform both players talking with the media on Monday. Bryce Young said, look, as far as me thinking about my future, I take everything one day at a time. So I've been focused on throughout the year has been the next opponent, and this is a huge game for us. This means a lot to me, to the people in the entire state, to us as a team. This is a big one. Uh, Will Anderson kind of said the same thing. He said, I haven't made any decisions yet on my future. Just been really focused on this season, continue to be a good leader, make sure I'm showing guys the right way of how to do things around here. Playing in Brian Denny Stadium has been fun. So many memories. I just want to keep those memories going. So neither guy talking about their future. But, look, they're both expected to be top ten picks in next year's draft. Probably going to be the last time they play in Brian Denny Stadium. Meanwhile, over at LSU, Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers having a great season. They are getting ready for their game against Texas A&M. And after all their great success this year, Defensive coordinator Matt House getting some uh, recognition and some looks and uh, some attention. Brian Kelly was asked about uh, how do you hold on to a guy like Matt House who has been so good and what if he gets offered a head coaching job somewhere? He said, look, if he gets an opportunity, that will better him. I will help him in any way possible. That's the profession. I would never stand in the way of someone wanting to be a head coach. He also said he thinks House and his family are happy in Baton Rouge, so we'll see. Uh, Matt House sticking around long-term. They will take on Texas A&M Saturday night in College Station. Meanwhile, over at Arkansas, Sam Pittman talking with the media, and they're going to lose some depth in their offensive backfield. Freshman running back James Joyner Jr. announced he is entering the transfer portal, writing on social media. It was a childhood dream to be a Razorback. He said, my time at Arkansas will be with me forever, and the state of Arkansas will forever have a special place in my heart. Last week, Redshirt senior Warren Thompson left the team, and so uh, yet another teammate heading into the transfer portal. Meanwhile, over Tennessee, Josh Heupel deflected a question about Jeremy Banks' availability last week against South Carolina as they prepare to take on Vandy this week. Heupel was asked if Banks got into an altercation with a teammate. Was he suspended on Saturday? Is he available this week? Heupel said, we anticipate Jeremy being with us this week as far as what transpired, that, those type of things. Uh, at the end of the day, he just wasn't available on Saturday. Banks previously said on Instagram, uh, there it wasn't about no conflict. Banks in recent weeks has shown 
Why he's one of the better linebackers in the SEC. Over at Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher trying to get his troops rallied to try to you know, put a damper on LSU season if they could find a way to win. Jimbo Fisher gave an update on Devon Shane and Evan Stewart being available for this game. Both, both missed last week's game against UMass. Fisher said he's very optimistic that both would return for the season finale on Saturday, adding that Chain and Stewart are both pushing and working hard. He said, I can't say for sure, but I'm very optimistic. Meanwhile, over at Mizzou, Eli Drinkwitz, they're getting ready to take on Arkansas on Friday. And, of course, one of their biggest assets is quarterback K.J. Jefferson being back. And uh, Eli Drinkwitz said, look, golly, I hope he's graduating or going pro. Uh, doesn't want to see many more years of K.J. Jefferson. Uh, Arkansas Mizzou are set to play 2.30 Central on Saturday. Over at Kentucky, Mark Stoops, fresh off his new contract with the University of Kentucky uh, will raise, give him a raise if he were to leave the program. Guarantees a $9 million per year salary starting in February 2023, going through June 2031. Speaking about A.D. Mitch Barnhart, Stoops said the contract should speak for the commitment on both sides with the school. He said, I know I'm committed to being here. I hope this proves, proves it, and uh, we'll see what Mark Stoops can do in the years to come at Kentucky. And lastly, Billy Napier and the Florida Gators getting ready for their rivalry game against Florida State. Napier is preaching preaching patience to Florida fans. He gave a message to the fan base on Monday saying, look, one day at a time, one person at a time, we're going to get it done. We're like many staffs in the history of this game. We're in year one with a lot of work to do. He added that Florida's a team that can be very average, and he said they're trying to be elite, and that consistency is what they're searching for to close the season. So uh, Billy Napier saying Patience, everybody. Have a little patience with me. And there you have it. This is the latest news going on around the conference. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, our buddy Zach Blackerby is going to join us for a little crossover talk, host of Locked on Auburn. That's coming your way in just a second. But first, this episode is presented by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. They got all the odds on all the rivalry games happening this weekend, so you need to go check them out at Bet Online. They got everything you want from football. We're getting the basketball season now. They got you covered at BetOnline.net. Uh, they got sports podcasts as well, and it is always the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting fix. Head on over to their website today. You're looking to get in on the Iron Bowl. You're looking to get on in on some old-fashioned uh, clean hate, whatever it is, you can make it happen this weekend at Bet Online. Go check them out. You can do so on your mobile device. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. Going along here, Locked On SEC, and why not a little crossover talk with our buddy Zach Blackerby, host of Locked On Auburn. And Zach, we talked about it earlier in this episode, but man, what a night it was Monday evening as we see a report that Lane Kiffin is going to step down as Ole Miss coach on Friday. He's going to be heading to be the head coach at Auburn. And Lane decided to have a little fun with one John Sokoloff on Twitter. But how are you, man? Where are you right now? What are you thinking right now? Oh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited about what the future could potentially hold with Lane Kiffin being Auburn's next head football coach. And, and I think the way he's kind of handled 
this news breaking, whether he was okay with the timing or not, and I guess whether the report is true or not, the fact that he's enjoying kind of playing around with it, I think that's what Auburn fans should expect with Lane Kiffin. Uh, the Auburn fan base is kind of known for, for what they do on social media, right? It kind of became uh, popular with, with the meme bombing that the Auburn basketball fans did, uh, kind of really picking up last year, and it kind of just gained traction from there. I think Lane Kiffin from the meme culture will definitely fit in. But as far as what he can do as a head football coach, Auburn fans want that even more, right? The the last guy they went out to get, Brian Harson, he had an impressive resume, but no P5 action. It was all G5 stuff in the Mountain West. They don't want to do that again, Gordy. And so all the names that you've seen pop up, whether you know it, it was you know with my website, Auburn Daily, that could confirm certain ones and other uh, Auburn outlets, Names like Dabo Sweeney, like Luke Fickle, like Dan Lanning, like Hugh Freeze, all guys that have won with the exception of Fickle, but still a college football playoff experience. Um, all of these guys have found success at the P5 level doing different things in different ways. But target number one has always been Lane Kiffin. And props to John Cohen. He went out and um, it's not done yet, Gordy. I think it's close. But it looks like he's going to get Lane Kiffin. Answer this question for me, because I'm have this. i getting this question from a lot of people on the outside who are not a fan of Ole Miss or Auburn. Why would Lane Kiffin leave Ole Miss for Auburn? Some people view this as a lateral move. I know you have reasons why it's not. Just let sure. the people who may say that or ask that question, uh, let them know why. Sure. Well, not all SEC West teams are the same. I, I think we all know that. Um, Auburn has more fans than Ole Miss. Auburn has more money than Ole Miss. Auburn has a bigger stadium than Ole Miss. Auburn has better NIL opportunities than Ole Miss. Auburn has a, a realistic path to a championship uh, because they've done it. Ole Miss has not. And I think that's all you really need to know, Gordy. I mean, Auburn traditionally, if you have a coach that shows up for work, that's not Brian Harson. Uh, you're going to pretty much be guaranteed a top 10 recruiting class. That's what we've seen in the past few decades, right? Um, Gus Malzahn, no matter what he did, you know, that 8 to 12 sweet spot, and, and I think Lane Kiffin can even enhance that. Um, it may not always look like that with the transfer portal era, but there's just so much more to offer at Auburn. And talking to folks that are close to Lane Kiffin, Gordy, he wants to win a championship, and you can do it at Auburn. You can't do it at Ole Miss. Yeah, and certainly it, it sounds crazy to say that, but yes, I mean, the last, prior to Brian Harson, the previous couple of coaches have been to a championship, played for a championship, won the SEC West. Uh, Ole Miss, it just seems like even when you have these great years like he had this year and last year at Ole Miss, you still can't get over that hump. It is still infinitely hard to win in the SEC West and win that division, and it would seem like maybe that path is a little bit clearer at Auburn. And yeah. let's be real, the NIL plays a big part in this too, right? No question about it. On to victory, the the Auburn NIL Collective, they've done an incredible, incredible job raising money. They've raised $13 million, Gordy, and that's before they opened up memberships to fans. And so that's before any kind of like crowdfunding. And this is something that's only going to pick up. They're going to open up corporate sponsorships sometime in the future. And so, I mean, we're talking about other ways that they can generate more money. Uh, and 90% of it, which seems to be the standard across collectives in the SEC, 90% of it, obviously, 
is all going to the players and 10% going to, to the folks that run this thing. So um, I, I think it's going to be a big, big part of all of this. And when you combine the transfer portal, that's going to be a big part as well because it's clear that Lane Kiffin values, um, values the experiences in the portal. Yeah, a good majority of his team at Ole Miss this year was acquired via transfer portal. Let's talk a little bit specifically yeah. on Kiffin. Has he grown? I mean, you know, the the talk all the time when he was such a young coach and, and coaching the Raiders, goes to Tennessee for a year, he's at USC. Uh, there's been so much talk throughout the years of immaturity, and we've seen a little bit on Twitter. He likes to have fun. He likes to troll people and all that. But sure. as a head coach... It does seem like he's grown, learned from his mistakes, and man, he's doing a good job at Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah. The I, I ran into somebody, and this is what the typical, you know, Auburn person that's anti Lane Kiffin would say is like, "Well, he he was terrible at Tennessee." It's like, well, that was in what two thousand and nine, I think, Gordy. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I was an idiot in two thousand and nine, <laughs> and I'm still like not much better, but I was way worse off. I was in like tenth grade. In 2009, Gordy. So, um, I, I don't think that really makes a ton of sense. There is a divide, I think, and, it, and a lot of it has to do with age, right? When you talk to, talk about the Auburn fan base and people that are pro-Kiffin, people that are pro-Carnell Williams, people that are pro-Hugh Freeds, it's a little bit different how um, it's divided. But a lot of it has to do with age, right? A lot of the older fans in the Auburn family – they're, they're kind of against the Lane Kiffin hire. And I think some of the newer ones, but, you know, maybe folks that have become fans, you know, around the Cam Newton era and on, um, they seem to be all about it, right? Slanting younger, social media heavy. Um, but that's, that, that's the reality now, right? And so I, I think as far as the maturity goes, you know, I've been making the cases like he's not, it's not who he is. And then he's like doing what he did Monday night, which is objectively funny. And he's tweeting from his dog's Twitter account, like, oh, woke up from a nap. What I miss, you know, like, I think he's just having fun. I think he's just having a whole lot of fun. And um, if this all does get finalized, Anna Flame Kiffin's the next Auburn coach. I've prepared my listers in the show I just recorded, Gordy. Uh, this is going to be normal. Like, this is going to be something you're going to have to run into a lot. This is who Lane Kiffin is. Let, let me, let's talk a little bit about the deadline here because I, I've been saying Cadillac Williams has done a phenomenal job as the interim coach. Sure. He's rallied the troops and all this. When they say that he's prepared to step down from Ole Miss on Friday, they're playing the, the Egg Bowl on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. To me, that would say you at least handcuff yourselves to him that no matter what happens in the Iron Bowl, because I keep painting this picture, what if Cadillac wins the Iron Bowl? I mean, that to me... <laughs> would really put pressure on Auburn and John Cohen to say, this dude deserves a, a solid, solid look at the job here, at least if Lane is already the guy in waiting on Friday, no matter what happens Saturday in the Iron Bowl, look, what's done is done. Yeah, I, I think timing does matter here. I think if you're Auburn, you want the Lane Kiffin news out before the Iron Bowl. And there's some people who say it's disrespectful to Carnell Williams and the players. I don't think I entirely agree with that. I'm sure Carnell would be involved in the discussions to some extent, um, but I, I do think it's a net positive if you do that. If you can't do that for whatever reason, Gordy, you choose not to, and, and let's say Carnell Williams does win the Iron Bowl. I think we all agree that's a stretch. Our friends at Bet Online currently have that as a 22-point line. That'd be that'd be pretty incredible. But hey, you know who was just a 22-point underdog? South Carolina. So, eh, fair point. <laughs> fair point. But I, I do think it, it's so tough to talk about this, Gordy. 
without sounding like I'm bashing Carnell Williams. And so I want to be very clear here. What he's done as an interim head coach, I think he's done a really, really good job. And I think he's done what was asked of him. And what I've said was asked of him uh, going into his tenure as interim head coach was, hey, he needs to be a five-hour energy for this football team to get them through the end of the year. And boy, has he done that times 10,000, right? I mean, what a shot in the arm Carnell Williams has been to this football program. He's excited the fan base. He's unified the fan base, and that's been great. And Gordy, I think we would all agree those are positive things, and there are things; those are traits that you want in your head coach. But this is where I've got to be careful when talking about Carnell Williams because, once again, I can't stress this enough. I love Carnell Williams. But talking with folks within the program, Carnell Williams is not really over the practices. Like, he's not organizing the practice. He's the voice and the face, but he's not putting together the practices and saying who's doing what and all that. He's not putting together the game plans. He's not watching tape and saying, hey, we've got to pick on, you know, this left outside linebacker in our game plan. He's not doing that. He's the rah-rah guy, right? He's not calling plays. He's the rah-rah guy, and he's a great, great motivator. As five separate players, all of different position groups, is Carnell Williams ready to be a head coach? And I like, I assured them I would not like say, hey, so-and-so told me this. And they all kind of hesitated, and they're like, I think he's done a great job. He's a great motivator. I would go to war for him any second of the day. But the general consensus is like, love him, probably not ready yet. Sounds a lot like what LSU faced with Ed Ogeron a couple years ago where he was the interim. Sure. People loved him. Great recruiter. Very rah-rah guy. Not so much X's and O's. And it worked because they had an elite-level OC and DC under him. Could could that happen with Cadillac? One last thing, Zach, before we uh, wrap things up. Let's say things do go south. And let's say this was all a ruse. Let's say it was all bad rumors. And Lane Stan put it Ole Miss. And he's not Mm -hmm. leaving for Auburn. Give me a couple names because I've seen Hugh Freeze's name thrown out there and basically some people saying, Hugh will take you to the Auburn or the Ole Miss job. He, he doesn't care. He'll take either one. Give me a name or two that realistically could end up being the Auburn coach if it's not Kiffin. Yeah, you, you got to think if it's not Kiffin, Hugh Freeze probably gets a call relatively quick after that. Um, I've been told, I keep hearing the name Fickle when I ask people kind of other names to keep an eye out on. And then I think Dabo, the Dabo thing has died down a little bit. I don't know. I I think there was deeper things with Dabo. I think he wanted to send a message to Clemson and to the rest of college football saying like, hey, if Clemson's not going to leave the ACC, I will. That's personally what I think Dabo was doing there, which is smart. I get it. But Fickle and Freeze are two names that aren't going away. Um, And I thought they would. I thought Fickle would. I thought Freeze would be around and always be the backup plan. But yeah, Luke Fickle, that name has surprised me. But my gut says Freeze would be the next call. And Fickle's done a great job at Cincinnati. And, and of course, Hugh Freeze, Liberty beating Arkansas a few weeks ago. And he's done a fantastic job after losing Malik Willis to the draft. So it, sure. it really is. I think you can't go wrong with any of them. Will it be Lane? We'll be talking about it here. And, of course, Zach will have you covered over on Locked On Auburn yeah. as well. Zach, really appreciate you taking some time, man. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Gordy. You're the man. All right, Zach Blackerby there, host of Locked on Auburn. Can't thank you guys enough for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.